Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron, and I appreciate you guys for coming to hang out with me today. So before we get into it, I got to go over a couple things. I, I love talking to you guys. I love going over a couple things. So I actually have my friend Sherry here in the studio. I'm teaching her uh, some basic audio stuff too. So this is really cool. This is a this is a full learning experience for the both of us. I'm going to teach her and I'm going to teach you guys about how to have a positive mindset and things like that. But before we get into it, first of all, I got to tell you, you got to subscribe. I really need you guys to subscribe. It does help me grow the show. Also, tell people about it. It really does help grow the show. You guys consistently download, even though I haven't been so consistent. I have so many shows to release, so I apologize. My company is bursting at the seams. I, I'm going crazy over how much business I'm getting. I know it sounds absurd, but things could not be better in my life. And honestly, without you guys uh, subscribing, this whole show wouldn't be possible because this would be on the back burner. And I do this I do this for me. I do this for you guys. I love you guys so much. So thank you. Um, that's pretty much it. If you guys want to know what's going on in my life, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. I had new, have a new website now. It's also kind of like sponsoring this course, uh, HarrisonBaron.com. I'm offering memberships to a bunch of different things I'm teaching. And then as always, my company, BaronMediaGroup.com. That's where it's all going down. All that stuff is down below. Um, there are no sponsors for the show, and that's okay because that's I just it's just me and you. We're just we're gonna get we're gonna get to know each other real real well in this episode. And then if you guys want to follow me on social media, Harrison underscore Baron or Brutally Honest Podcast, that is where I live. Now I'm trying to keep these uh, under five minutes a piece as far as the intros go. So that's it. We're like at a minute thirty. We're good. We're we're in. We're in like Flynn, Honey and Bees. I don't know. I was just thinking for things that go go together, but. My guest today is my friend Andrew Pierce. He lives in Bali. It is beyond beautiful there. Now, my friend Andrew, we met through a uh, app called um, Spotaguest, and in on Spotaguest, um, we talk about uh, that's just how we met him. Uh, he was somebody looking to be on people's shows, and he is just a super genius. If you're looking for stress-free performance, you know, learning how to meditate, helping you really succeed, meet your peaks as far as, uh, you know, what you could be achieving. And also on top of that, uh, he likes to go live on Facebook. I'm going to leave you guys with that. I had a blast on this episode and he shoots it raw. So if you were looking for uh, a clean podcast with no cursing, this is not the one to listen to out of all of them. Um, because we do curse a, a good bit. So I just want to give you guys a little warning on that one. So without any further ado, Please welcome my friend, Andrew Pierce. Hey, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for telecommuting across the world nice you're welcome more than happy to be here so uh tell people where you're from because you live the life that i think most people want to live yeah yeah so i'm from melbourne australia i grew up about 45 minutes an hour out of the city but at the moment uh i'm living in bali indonesia and uh have been i spent a couple of months here in 2018 and then I got here at the start of May 2019, and I've been here since. Awesome. So you've been there for almost a year now? Almost a year, yeah. Now, what, what caused you to move? Um, man, I've, I've, I've always been inspired and motivated by freedom and adventure. Um, 
and uh, you know the ability to, to to work and travel or to work and live somewhere that's tropical, that's just a nice place to be uh, overseas. And um, you know, my lease was coming to an end in uh, 2018 around April, and I'd, I'd said years ago, I'm like, yeah, I want to wind up in Bali at some point and 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 work online. And uh, yeah, man, just the the appeal of overseas, the appeal of uh, nice weather, the, the appeal of a, a cruisy lifestyle. And um, also as well, it gets pretty... Can, can you curse on this podcast? You can or... curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets pretty fucking cold in Melbourne, bro. So I've got the, uh, the availability. What's to... pretty fucking cold? Let's just cover that right now. What is cold to you? Okay. What is cold to, in terms of like degrees? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can give me Celsius. In, I'll, I'll pull up a calculator real quick. Yeah, cool. So in in Melbourne during the winter, you know, you can be working with below ten degrees. Certainly in the mornings and the night, it'll, it'll like even out a bit and get a bit better throughout the day. But you know, uh, you're waking up into below ten, um, and sometimes hitting the low one twos. Uh, really? Double. Yeah. Oh, so that is pretty fucking cold. Yeah, man, it gets cold. And for me, I was living in the city for five years. You're just renting away and you're, you're, you're living in these colder Victorian older houses that don't have A, good insulation and B, good heating. Um, so, yeah, man, it was cold. That's funny, dude. The I, I thought you were going to be like 40, 50 degrees, and I was going to be like, dude, that's not cold at all. But <laughs> So for anyone listening, because I, I just did the conversion, negative 10 degrees Celsius. No, no, not negative 10, below 10. Oh, what's below 10? Yeah, like between 0 and 10 Celsius, not negative 10, though. That's oh, crazy. so it's never even freezing. No, no. It gets oh, down to like- Oh, I was just going to give you credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Melbourne can drop into like negative one or two every now and then, but I meant like uh, below ten degrees Celsius. Between zero and ten is is where the winter hangs out. Oh, you're funny. So so for anyone <laughs> listening, uh, below ten when he says below ten, zero in Celsius is thirty two degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Negative one is 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And just to, you know, for all my homies that live in New York, 10 degrees Celsius is 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So okay. that's that's pretty goddamn warm because it's like 25 degrees outside right now, which is negative three today for you. Oh, it's, it's not warm. It's definitely not warm. That's cold. I don't like it. That's Long Island weather right now. Okay. So you're... What, what what are you working with in Celsius right now? Negative three. Negative three. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's too cold for me. I don't like. Actually, that. actually, it's warmer than I thought. We're talking about uh, two point seven degrees Celsius. Okay, got it. I like the specificity there. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got Google Calculator open, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, even still thirty seven plus wind chill. You're talking like. 28 30 degrees yeah not for me hence why i'm here yeah tomorrow's gonna be 28 degrees fahrenheit what's 28 yeah negative two tomorrow celsius yeah 
Yeah, it sucks. It's cold, dude. Yeah, man, that's that's not for me. So, and Long Island is a. Um, someone was telling me what they were called the other day. What's like? Uh, you've got your five: Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Long Island. What are they referred to as? The in, boroughs. Within boroughs, that's it. Boroughs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The boroughs. The uh, yeah, it's just how they break it up. You know, Long yeah. Island, Suffolk, and Nassau. I don't even know if they're part of the boroughs. Okay. But uh, yeah. in the summertime, Long Island in New York is gorgeous. Yeah. It's the wintertime that's terrible. Man, Melbourne's the same. Like, Melbourne is Victoria. So the, the state of Victoria, Melbourne's the capital city, uh, in the summertime is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, it get, gets cold and rainy in the, in the winter, and it's just not that. You're just battling with the cold every day. I don't want to be battling with the cold every day. No, I look, I'm trying to get out of here too and go somewhere where it's a little warmer. Yeah, nice. And Bali is what? How what's ba- Bali is nice every day? Bro, Bali's nice every day. One of the best things about Bali is yes, it's warm, but it's consistent. That is got to be the best thing. Like in Melbourne in the summer, I would I would sacrifice going a couple of de- degrees colder if the weather gave us some consistency. Um, you could, cause you could really settle into the summer, but sometimes Melbourne can be hot one day and the next day it's cold and raining again, even during the summer, which is ridiculous. But the best thing about Bali is it's consistently good. Sure. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Now what's it like living in Bali? Cause that's a pretty radical de- decision that you decided to make. Yeah. Mate, it's, um, me and my housemate were discussing this the other day and then the word that comes up most is convenience where we're at is very convenient. You know, like you jump on these, you hire a scooter. So you're, you're overseas, but you've, you've got your own mode of transport. You don't need to be catching taxis or public transport and, or, and figuring out a new public transport system or this type of stuff. Um, and the scooters can just nip in and out of the traffic and you can park them anywhere. You know, they're, they don't cost, they cost like 70 something bucks, 70 bucks Australian a month to rent. And then your petrol is maybe three to $5 a week. Um, and that can get you here, there and everywhere. So that's one aspect of it that really contributes to the fact that it's, uh, it's convenient. You can park them anywhere, nice and easy. So it's very convenient. And then you've got uh, an incredible amount of, great cafes and restaurants and bars that are very accessible. There's a a platform called Gojek, which is like a, it's an Uber. Um, But you can even pay someone to go to a convenience store and buy a hammer and then drive it to your location. So that's very convenient as well. It's close to the beach. Um, So one of the best things about living here, man, is, is the convenience and the comfortability just feels good. Sure. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome though. I'm definitely jealous of the fact that it's nice there. Cause it sucks here. <laughs> yeah, man, it's nice here. What sucks about where you're at? It just, it's cold. It, there's, there's a couple things. So uh, my Long Island fam that listens to this is going to totally understand this, but one, 
the weather's inconsistent as could be, especially on in the winter time, right? So there was a running joke going around, and it was like, um, what is it? Oh, it's uh, New York temperatures be like the Powerball, right? So where it's, it could be 16, 32, 55, 64, 19, 28, <laughs> yeah. right? It's, just, it's constant. And it's, it's gray skies in the wintertime all year round, right? It's very yeah. rare that you get to see the sun. In the summertime, it's great. The other problem, though, is Long Island is dumb expensive to, ex- to live here. Like taxes, okay. you're talking $10,000 and up typically for just about any house. Yeah. You know, give or take a couple thousand bucks, but $10,000, you know, that's a lot of money for small houses. Yeah, totally. You know, so that's one of the catches of living all around, but other than, and the, the roads suck and traffic sucks, but like, other than that, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that, what you said about the weather, that sounds similar, similar to Melbourne is just that inconsistency, which is so annoying because you can't really settle into just, no, it's constant changes. Constant changes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, got it. So that's what we live with. You know, that's what people pay big bucks to to enjoy. Yeah. So does it have does it have a bit of like a oh you're you live in Long Island? Does it have a bit of that to it? <sighs> yes and no. It does, especially when you're traveling. People are like, oh, you live on Long Island, like. But the one thing that sucks is, like, I hate New York City, right? New York City, it's just – it's too many people in one area. It's it's crowded. It smells. It's People say it's the land of dreams and opportunity. I don't know. I don't see that and, and it, it by any stretch of the imagination. But some people, when I say, like, you know, especially who don't live, you know, in the States, they go, oh, you know, I live on Long Island and – they're like, oh, you live in, you know, so New York City. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't live in New York City. I live on Long Island. I just told you I live in Long Island. <laughs> yeah. But they just, that's immediately what they think. Or like, or I'll be like, oh, they'll be like, oh, where are you from? I'm like New York. They're like, oh, what's it like living in the city? I'm like, you do realize the city is like a, a, a dot on the map compared to the rest of the state, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, for a long time, I didn't even know, I didn't know that it was like New York City in New York State. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the assumption that I go with as well. You say New York, you just think, you you think Manhattan pretty much, I reckon. For the most part, yeah, you usually do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hustle and bustle. Living out on Long Island, in my opinion, is a little better. It's, you know... That's for me, though, right? I, I like space. I like the freedom and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I feel you, man. I'm the same there. You know, I'm trying to. I got. I'm trying to move to Bali. You know, anybody that I could crash with? <laughs> yeah, bro. I got a couple of hookups. <laughs> no <a> guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell people a little bit about what you do, because I think that's that that plays into a lot of, you know, what we just talked about. Plays into a lot of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I have an online coaching business where the clients that I work with are, you know, burnt out and burning out uh, business owners, like uh, more senior management professionals and things like that, where they have, you know, adopted or just been conditioned into the approach of just suck it up, push, hustle, grind, do more. Um, 
And, Sounds like uh, you live in New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, they they have just got to a point where it's like uh, I'm, I'm 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 struggling here. You know, they don't really have the mental and emotional mastery or the self awareness to be able to um, you know feel stable within themselves. There's that constant battle and, and and fight and internal conflict that is what burns them out. You know, like the approach that I take is. You could work a 12-hour day and feel energized and inspired at the end of it. It's not necessarily the big hours, although they certainly do have a percentage of, of influence. But uh, it's the, like the, the energy, attention, and effort that is required to, um, to, like to push down emotions and to put on a brave face and to you know, battle with racing thoughts each and every day. That's what that's what exhausts us and, and burns us out. So I, uh, I work with people to, to help them rest and regenerate without needing to stop doing business. I think one of the biggest reasons why uh, business owners don't want to admit or acknowledge burnout is the fear that to address it, they need to stop uh, and take time off, uh, which isn't necessarily the case. Um, sure. So I help them to rest and regenerate without needing to stop doing business. A natural consequence of the work that we do is productivity and, and, and efficiency improves. And uh, yeah, I run it all online. So I um, contact with people through Zoom like, like we are right now. Uh, face, uh, I've got membership sites uh, and content and delivery through emails. And then people have, have access to me through uh, WhatsApp for additional support, Facebook group for community support. Um, and I do run some retreats as well. I ran three last year, all on the east coast of Victoria. So I did have to bounce back for that. And then I've got another one on the east coast of Victoria, uh, Victoria in, um, in March. So all of that's online. And then obviously the retreats are, are face-to-face. Dude, that's awesome, man. I love it. Yeah, man. It's good fun. Uh, yeah, I believe it. So now, So your main goal is to help people like meditate, relax, kind of fight the day-to-day stress and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. My main goal is to bring people like my main goal for me is I just, I love, I'm a chilled out kind of guy. I love feeling relaxed and, and calm. And then it's like when I relax and I, and I calm myself down, then just happiness and excitement then has the opportunity to just naturally flow through. Um, so I'm a pretty chilled guy. I like to feel relaxed and calm and peaceful um, and, uh, you know, I want that for people as well. I, I want people to know that at the end of the day, they've got themselves to fall back on, you know, they've got that certainty of self, um, where, you know, if, if there's some, if there's some shifts or some rumbles going on in their, in their external world, some changes, you know, they're not freaking out. They're like, uh, I got this, you know, it's, it's going to work out. Uh, not, not just being said in like a hopeful way of like, no, it's going to work out, but really not fucking believing it and, and sure. being stressed and anxious. It's not fun to be stressed and anxious. So, uh, yeah, my goal for people is to help them develop that self-certainty. And as a result, that's when stress and anxiety decreases. And that's when like uh, calmness and, and inner peace uh, increases. I gotcha. Yeah. So, so how do people find you? I know it's a weird question, but I think what you're doing and you're helping these business owners and stuff like that, it's a, it's pretty niche from what it seems yeah. like. Yeah. So I'm, I do a bit of uh, I dabble in some Facebook ads here and there. Otherwise a lot of organic content on Facebook 
and uh, LinkedIn is where I play mostly. So Facebook and LinkedIn, I run some LinkedIn outreach um, campaigns as well to funnel people into a group, uh, to also give them access to my uh, free five-day burnout and performance program. Um, and then that's how, that's kind of like the top of funnel way that people, people find me. Cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what got you into this? What was like the turning point when you're like, Hey, this is what I want to do for my business. Uh, in terms of addressing burnout. Yeah. Did you experience yeah. it? Did you help somebody? Did you have somebody that was like kind of getting burned out all the time and you're like, dude, you gotta, you're going to die otherwise. Yeah. So I, I started uh, five years ago in the anxiety space, having had my own experiences with a bit of social anxiety. Um, and then, you know, as my business grew, as, and so did I uh, grow, but so did my ideal client, was that 2017, I had a big year, you know, six, seven days a week, uh, long, long days, um, just, yeah, pushing on through, man, doing most of the, the stuff, most of the work myself. Um, and then even last year, you know, I had a couple of months in Bali, but I was still, I was tired and uh, from, from that big 2017, a little bit bitter, a little bit resentful, um, but still was in a place of, all right, I'm st- you know, still got to make sales every month. You know, I hadn't, I didn't have a business model at the time that had a financial consistency. So each month I was getting a lot of paid in full, uh, which was great. You know, cash is king. But um, each month I had to turn up and make sales. So there was, was still, it was still going. I wanted to rest, but I wasn't really. Um, and then start of 2019, you know, I was meditating one day and I was, I was just listening to what was going on. It's like this part of me was, was just like, I don't care if you keep working, I'm closing, like I'm shutting off. I'm not open to new clients. I'm not open to more leads. I'm not open to more money. So it's like your efforts are going to be pointless. It's like, I'm not on board with you and we're running this ship together until I get uh, some attention and some care. So I was like, all right. And I, I did have a, a month where I didn't, uh, you know, hustle or generate anything on the front end. I just tied up some stuff on the, on the back end and uh, began to, to get some rest. And then, my content comes from my experiences mostly. Um, so I'm teaching what I've, what I've gone through and what's worked for me. And then it, it works for other people. So that's how I got to now working with um, burnout specifically. I gotcha. And I guess yeah. you generated enough income to say, Hey, I could leave and go to Bali. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't really, really need a lot of income to do it. You know, you don't need any savings in the bank. Sure, that would make someone feel more comfortable in making the decision. But um, if you, you, it's just that backing yourself that, uh, you know, you've got some money in the bank or, or you don't have much or you've got money coming in, but it's not a super expensive lifestyle over here. So the, the, the move here, man, it wasn't a big, scary move, to be honest with you. Um, sure, it was some difference and some change, but for me at least, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to be moving to Bali. I've done a lot of travel in my time. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't a, a, a big, big move for me. But yeah, I had some money in the bank and I had some, some, uh, 
some clients that I was working with at the time. So it's uh, it was pretty smooth, easy transition, to be honest. That's awesome, man. And what yeah. made you decide Bali just because you visited there and you're like, this is the spot? Uh, what made me decide Bali was uh, it's close to Australia, one. Um, I know, I, I'm like, I know there is a, let's just call it a digital nomad hub over here. There's plenty of people doing what I was seeking to do. Um, I knew that it was a cheaper lifestyle. I'd been here once before and it was nice. Uh, and I was uh, had a couple of acquaintances that were already over here doing what I wanted to do. So it, it, it ticked those boxes. Um, and when those boxes were ticked, the decision was made. That's sick, man. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> you, you legit looking to come here or are you thinking somewhere else? I don't know. I, I know that I've already toyed around with the idea of I need to leave. It's just a matter of where am I going to go? Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure that out. I, I like down south. I, I like the states. I'm not opposed to moving. It's more so uh, where can I actually efficiently work and still run my business? Yeah. Because the podcast isn't my business. This is just, you know, this is a fun hobby for me. But yeah. You know what can I, what can I do and where can I do it? You know I've I've started building uh, an online course that I you know I've, I've uh, you know I shouldn't say I've started now it's officially done finally but um, that's like one of the first steps in my opinion that I need to take that will allow me to begin to live the lifestyle that I'm really looking for as far as you know that passive income I can now be more of that digital mo- nomad lifestyle. And all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, really, totally. for me, that's the goal, right? Is, you know, it might not be the digital mo- nomad, like, completely lifestyle, but more so the ability to get up, go wherever I want, work from wherever I want, and all that jazz. That's really, like, for me, super important. Yes. And what I'm, I'm striving to get to. Yeah. That's, that's freedom right there, though, isn't it? It's like... Uh, do what you want to do when you want to do it. I'm still not completely there. Like to, to, yeah, just have the the time and the money to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. But um, that's a feeling of freedom there for sure. Oh yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy. And, and you, you experience it, I'm sure. Cause you could work anywhere. I'm sure you probably don't work with any of your clients, you know, one-on-one, you know, in person. Nah, nah, no in person. You know, so for for me, you know, with my with my company now, it's great, but I am still geographically restricted to Long Island right now. Or I could travel, but I have to be close enough that either I could drive back or fly back in a reasonable amount of time. You know, I couldn't yeah, do a yeah, trip yeah. to trip from Bali every you know week or so. Yeah, got it. Because yeah, then you'd also, I mean, you'd have the the commute expenses that would, would come in as well. Um, so yeah, you've still got some, some face-to-face work that you do. Yeah. So that, that's the only, uh, I don't want to say struggle, but that's kind of like the catch where I'm at right now in that regard. And not and, yeah. and by no stretch of the imagination am I complaining, but that's just kind of like where I'm at with it. And, and my, we'll say struggle, even though I don't know if struggle is the right word. What that challenge? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, definitely, definitely not complaining. It's just, it's, it's that challenge that I have to get through. And once I get through that, you know, I've definitely, one of the beautiful parts is being the business owner, you know, and, and I do know there's a separation between business owner and CEO, but being the business owner, I still like, I can control my burnout. Like, and I tolerate burnout pretty well. Cause I've always just been a hustler. Yeah. So for me, it's not so bad, but I could definitely see for other people, like it gets to you, you know, there's, there's no, there's no doubt about it. It, it'll, you know, it'll eat you alive and spit you out. Oh yeah. You know, especially in New York, like talk about the grind. That's not, that couldn't be more true than, than in New York. And it's such a fucking badge of honor to it as well. You know what I mean? Like, and I would imagine in, in New York as well, like a fast paced, real masculine energy type city where it's, you know, if you're if you're not working these big days, who the fuck are you? You know, what are you doing? Like, oh yeah, a, that's like that's part of the mo. Yeah, like you, know, you gotta grind. Nobody's gonna babysit you or something like that. Like in New York, you know, it sounds so awful what I'm about to say, but like it's kill or be killed. You know, out here. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. You know, you got fired from a client. You know, whatever. Time to just pick your panties up and keep going, you know, yeah. because it's nobody, nobody cares, you know, and, and not that they're trying to be mean and not care. They just, they don't have time. They don't have the ability to go out there and coddle you to make sure that like you're okay and all that kind of stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's interesting. Like the difference between the States and Australia, like there's definitely still hustle, grind, burnout uh, approach in Australia, but there's, have you ever heard of uh, tall poppy syndrome? No. So from my understanding in the States, it's like, yeah, fucking go for it. Make some cash, be a baller, you know, like, um, and there's, there is that, some of that in Australia as well, but there's this thing called tall poppy syndrome, which is like, uh, don't be too good. You know, don't be too big for your boots. Don't, uh, don't succeed too well or you know there's people out there there's people who want to cut you down or they'll they'll criticize or um you know look at this kind of like rich fuckwit or whatever you know and, and it's it's you can you're just at a high level of success a high level of visibility high level of vulnerability to judgment by other people who who you trigger um and i just think it's so interesting how influential culture is you know that neither culture is right or even true it exists but it's not like that's actually how things are meant to be and uh, it just bleeds down on people like well this is how i've been conditioned so this is how i'll just live it's uh it's so crazy to see how influential it is uh and the results that it, that it leads to the experiences that it leads to burnout being one of them yeah, burn, burnout's tough, you know, and 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 the the catch with burnout too, and I don't know if it, I don't know how many people's really have like experienced like true burnout. It's not depression. It's like I'm just done. I can't do any more, and you start yeah. to realize whatever you're doing is just still not enough. 
Yeah. And, you know, you, and, and, you know, you can't cry wolf. You can't say I'm burned out because in New York, everybody cover your ears. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, that's the sad part. You know, it's, you know, yeah, people are going to say that, you know, oh, you know, I'm always here for you. Of course they are. You know, they're your friends and family, but you know, it's the blood, sweat, grind and tears that, that, you know, in New York and, you know, part of it is, especially in New York, in my opinion, is keeping up with the Joneses. It's, it's that, you know, Oh, I got to have this, or I got to make sure I have this, or, you know, I'm, I got to make sure I'm working on this, or I got to make sure I have this car in my driveway. Cause if I don't have this car in my driveway, people will think less of me. And it, it's kind of crazy. In my opinion, it drives me, it drives me nuts. Cause you know, people are so concerned with looking like they think that they should, that they lose yeah. sight of like, what's important to them. And then it's like, you know, and that's one of the problems that I have with New York is like, you know, people are like, Oh, you know, I'm going to get a babysitter. I'm like, dude, you got a babysitter five days this week. How about you get a chance to see your kids instead of getting a babysitter? Yeah. And that's, sorry, you got, no, no. And that's just how it is. That's, you know, and, and sadly it's the norm. Yeah. It sounds miserable and that's like that's what i want to let people know is like you don't have to live this way you only think this way because you were conditioned to think this way not because that's actually the way that it needs to be like you don't actually need the car but it's so instilled within our minds and conditioning it's like no but i do need the car um that's what i want to let people know there's a far better way to live than just blindly being on autopilot, chasing things that you think you need. Like just that language there, chasing things that you think you need to feel good, but really are never going to give you what you ultimately want. Um, that's, what, uh, that's what I want get to get across to people is to just break this old school conditioning of, yeah, appearance, I suppose, is, is quite a big one. Appearance is huge. I think, I think, you know, I think the other, the other thing, and, and this is, you know, I like traveling in the States just because it's convenient and I, and I can get home pretty quickly otherwise, but the, at least in New York, like people live way outside of their, like, they're not, I don't even want to say comfort zone. Comfort zone's not the right word, but, but like, it's keeping up with the Joneses to like the next level of like, I got to have that car. But then you go to, you know, I go down South and people are like way more relaxed. They're way more chill. And like, you know, Hey, you know, I waited and I forget. Oh, I was in uh, where was I? I think I was in Texas or Georgia. I can't remember either one of those two. Yeah. And I waited like 15 minutes for a beer and if I was in New York and I'm not the person that would ever say anything or complain, but I'd be like, wow, it's taking like a really long time. Most people in New York would have freaked out. They would have torn you a new one online, this, that, the other thing. I was totally cool with like waiting 15, 20 minutes for, for a drink. Yeah. You know, there's not that pressure of like, got to get it for him within 30 seconds of sitting down. Like it was like, 
you know, hey, I'll be right with you. And they come back 20 minutes later, hey, sorry, I was busy. You know, okay, yeah, no worries. Like, it's just the yeah. weirdest thing. It is, man. And that's, it's fascinating. Like, that's a, that is a long time to wait for a beer. But it's fascinating of, like, um, just the expectation that people would have of, yeah, the beer needs to, to come now. And if it's not, then – and then to go and slander something online, I've never left a bad review ever, even after bad experiences. Because I'm like – I don't know. It's just not for me personally to go out there and trash just to trash someone's name. I don't like that. Too much of it happens in the world as it is. Uh, but it is interesting to see the differences just from place to place, a couple of hours uh, down south and a completely different experience. It's, that's something I love about the world is just how different it is. I want to travel the state soon because it seems like such diverse culture from uh, north to south, east to west, it'd be incredible to experience the Americas altogether. I reckon that'd be dope. Look, you want to come to the Americas? I got you, bud. You tell yeah. me where and when. You tell me how crazy you want to get, and we'll f- <laughs> we'll send it. All right. Yeah, bro. I'll send through like a brief. You know, as if you're like a graphic designer. Or something. I'll just send through a brief of what are the experience I'm looking for, and that's you can it. Tell her that. <laughs> That's it. Cause it's, you know, it's, you can get so much culture in such a small area, like even just New York city, right? If you just look at New York city, it, you know, it's the world's melting pot. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It's, you could literally go 15 minutes and be in Chinatown where nobody speaks a lick of English and you can go another handful of, you know, a, another small chunk of time and it could be, you could be in, you know, Little Italy. You could be in the meatpacking district. You could be in the theater district. Like, not only is it, like, segregated as far as nationalities and stuff like that, but it's also segregated in the fact that there's so much – I don't want to say it's segregated. It's it's so convenient to do literally whatever you want, whatever you want all the time. Yeah, that's cool, man. So you could you know go that- to Chinatown and – the the uh, most commonly spoken language in Chinatown isn't English. Oh yeah, that's nuts. That's so crazy, so, dude. Some people don't even know English there. Wow, that's insane. That's very that cool though. It, you know, and that's not you know you could go to you can go to like Flushing, right? Which is predominantly heavy Asian too. And and you can go there and, you know, it's not that it's bad. It's just, you know, that's just how it, how it ended up. There's so many non-diverse parts in New York city, but at the same time, you could literally go, you can go to the Times square and see every single nationality ever anywhere in the world, you know, you have everybody everywhere all the time for whatever reason, they're all doing something, you know, slightly different, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just the weirdest, the weirdest thing. Man, it's a pretty in- incredible place. I don't know how you think about it or feel about it, you know, living there and, and being an American, but for an Australian outside of it, it's like, I've been, I've been twice, I think. And it's like, whoa, man, this is like, this is New York city, you know, growing up. You've seen it in so many things, so many shows, so many movies, so many uh, events and things like that. It's like, 
it's uh it's like it's this just this whole thing in and of itself it's it's new york city you know what i mean like that's how i I mean that's how i feel about at least being a being a foreigner it's uh I don't know. It's just, yeah, massive place. So much going on. Such a kind of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's a known part of the world. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, absolutely. It, it's just, it's the craziest thing, dude. Like the things that go on here and what you can and can't experience. And like, if there's something you want to do, for the most part, New York City is probably your best bet to go do it. You want to ride a cowboy in a bar? You could go ride a cowboy in a bar. You want to go? I, it's just it's it's cr- like there, and it's it's the city that never sleeps. Like no matter what hour of the day, no matter what you're doing, no matter no matter what it is, there's always people awake, gr- like grinding, yeah. hustling, like. It's it's so strange. It's so strange because it just never ends. Yeah, yeah. It's like this might sound like a real dumb, obvious sentence, but I, I trust you'll know what I mean. It's like it's its own place. You know what I mean? Like there's oh, the, absolutely. There's the world, and then there's is, then there's New York City. Like exactly, it's its fucking it's its own place. Is is really the message I was trying to get across earlier. Yeah, it's 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 totally you could and and here's the crazy part. I live about an hour and a half away from from New York City. You could go you know from where I live where you know there are people that own some horses and stuff like that in the area and whatnot. But you know, it's so much more like suburban/rural slash and then you go to New York City where like you don't even see a patch of grass. It's just a concrete and asphalt jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Such a powerhouse kind of place. Oh yeah, and the and the craziest part is like you can walk down the street and you could see, you know, your favorite celebrity. You could see, you know, um, your YouTubers. You could see people that are like grinding and seeing people that are like creating and like all the time. Yeah, yeah man. When I was there, we saw. Um, <sighs> What's his name? Ben Stiller was shooting that movie, the 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 wonderful life of Walter Mitty, or the something life of Walter Mitty, um, and even that for me as well was like, holy shit, man! That's this guy, this Ben Stiller is actually a human that exists. You know, you've, you've just seen him on so many movies. And it's like that's actually him. It was pretty. Uh, it was just from a distance as well, but it was like that's the first ever A-lister. I've ever seen in my life. Oh, um, they all hang out in New York City. Yeah, that's crazy. Anybody who's anybody has been through New York City and done something there, either a movie or I don't even know what else to say. Like, you know, if you're working on a project, you're probably going to New York City or dealing with somebody from New York City at one point or another. That's just the yeah. nature of the beast. Yeah, we stayed out in um Brooklyn, I think it was, and uh, we're drinking beers at the bar or the pub where uh, The Departed was shot. Uh-huh. Um, that was pretty cool. That's out in Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure. I believe so, yeah. Said. Yeah, so that was cool as well, man. Like, you know, you, that, that doesn't, <laughs> I haven't experienced that kind of stuff in Melbourne. It's like, holy shit, man, the movie was shot here and you, they had some photos up and stuff. It was, uh, 
yeah, it was just a cool experience. It's fun times. Yeah, it's yeah, it's dude, it's nuts, man. It you know, it's cool living here. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, it's just not for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get that. You know, I don't like the burnout and like so. And the crazy part, like, I had a real awakening a couple of years back when, and if it's, I feel like somebody also said this story, but like, maybe I think Rogan might have said it, said the story, but. I had thought it and I just never said anything about it. But basically like you see the guy that like went to the city and, you know, tried to accomplish his dreams and, and then he like, you know, he gets a suit, he wears a suit. And then from there he goes to the city every day. Right. And then, you know, a year or two goes by and his suit's a little more raggedy and then the five or ten years go by and he's got he's got a new suit, but, like, you could start to see it on his face. Like, he's been beaten up and shoot up and spit out a lot, you know, be, you know, in his career and, you know, just from the grind. And then, and then it's like, you know, five years later, ten years later, right? You know, ten, fifteen years now he's like really kind of like, you know, his suit's kind of messed up. He's not, he's kind of like falling apart and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that people don't really see, but like, you know, he's going through it. And then finally, when he hits the eject button, it's like that wave of stress is gone, but like the damage is already done. It's like ingrained yeah. in his DNA. Yeah. Yeah. To just become like, too late to eject yeah yeah it's literally what it is it's he's too late to hit eject and get out yeah man it's it's like i'm extremely grateful and fortunate i i started coach i started reading personal development stuff at like 19 i started coaching at 25 i'm 30 now and you know i i, I work with some clients that uh, have been up in their 50s i think maybe one in their 60s and it just breaks my heart i'm like fuck you've been suffering for 60 years how how have you just been fucking suffering for 60 fucking years that's such a long time to be having a shit time oh dude yeah yeah but like it's here's the thing though it's normal right that's normal unfortunately yeah unfortunately normal to grind for 20 30 40 you know i got the opportunity to be in a new york city police officer I, I didn't want the job. And everyone's like, why don't you want the job? It's a great job. I'm like, I don't want to go to New York City for the rest of my life. That's just not <laughs> what I'm trying to do every single day forever. Yeah. Not who I am, not who I want to be. Zero interest in it. Yeah. And, and people thought I was crazy for, for saying that. You know, but unfortunately, that's really the, the nature of it. It is. It is. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that's a, it's, yeah, it's good on paper. But if it doesn't fucking light you up, you know, it's like my brother's a, a cop and I, you know, I, I think he got into it for uh, comfort reasons. Secure, government job, consistent, reliable income. There's always going to be work. And, you know, you know, fair enough if that's what some people are going to do. I think, you know, some people are just, more suited to, to be an employee than a, than a business owner. Um, but, uh, you know, this is our fucking lives. Like the thought of going back to a nine to five and working for someone else and that 
like five fucking days a week. I'm, I'm, I'm working eight hours and then just having some time to myself in the afternoon and then, and having the weekend and some holidays here and there. Like for me, that's just not living. It's, it's safe. It's comfortable. It's reliable. And I get that because being a business owner scares the shit out of me sometimes, but that's just not living. And I think that would eat me up. Like I think the pain of not living and the pain of not, uh, you know, living at my potential would, uh, would certainly just dumb you down and numb you would just numb you for a period where you're just kind of, you've just conceded that, well, this is how it's going to be. And I'm going to do my best to be happy every now and then. It's so important. Happiness is so important. It's I, I can't tell people enough about it. Like even if you're not going to make the money, but being happy is important. hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, and it's like, what are you making the money for to hopefully be happy? There's no guarantee that it's going to happen. It's like, well, you can have more happiness right now. Like you can, you can be at the end goal now rather than working for 15 years towards the end goal. We, we just live so fucking backwards. You know, we really just live life so backwards because of ego conditioning, all that type of stuff. And that's what I want to let people know. Harrison. Like I want to help, people to realize, holy shit, I am doing it backwards. And it, it although it's, it feels a lot scarier to, to live life forwards, it actually makes a whole lot more fucking sense. And it is doable. It is possible. That's what I want to let people know as well is to get, to get excited about the potential. Do people come to you when they're not business owners or, do, or is it predominantly really only business owners? Man, the, 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 last two clients that I've signed have been employees. I'm, um, look, if you're, if you're burning out, if you've got a problem that I can help you with and you want help and you need it and, uh, you know, it feels good. Like if someone comes to me and they're real victim-y and save me, help me, then fuck no, it's just not for me. I'm not going to work with you. But if, you know, if you're someone who is experiencing the problem that I can help with, um, can, can pay me, more what I charge and, and is, uh, you know, keen and eager to grow and, and learn more about themselves and, and live a great life, then fuck yeah, I'll work with you. So the ideal client is a business owner, but the last two clients I've signed have actually been employees at a, at more of a, a management level. That's awesome. I was going to say, cause I feel like almost having employees is like, <sighs> Is almost like, or at least, I feel like employees, right? The business owners create, and and, and I'm not trying to knock business owners because I am a business owner, but they almost create this this whole weight that people bring on themselves that makes them say, hey, you know what, this is... You know, the company's relying on you, right? You know, oh, I got to work five jobs. It's like, you don't have to work five jobs. You have to find a new place to live so you don't die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't need to work five jobs. You know, but people are like, you know, they just, it's, it's like ingrained in them in New, York, in, in New York where like they feel the need that they, they have to be working and they feel guilty that they're not working. Like 
you know, if you get paid for 40 hours, I mean, look, if you like your company, by all means, I'm not saying don't work 40, you know, more than 40 hours, but like, you know, you have to be, you have to know that you're voluntarily working more than 40 hours, you know, unless your boss is like really like getting on top of you to like to make quota and stuff like that. And look, don't get me wrong. Business owners, you know, there's a lot riding, right? Everything falls on them all the time. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but like, you know, it's, I hate when I see employees, I hate seeing like, you know, predominantly employees that hate their job. All they do is talk shit about their business owner and, or about the business owner. Like, if you don't like your job, go leave. You know, if you don't yeah. like your quality of life, go leave, go do something else. And I tell people that all the time. Yeah. Which is, which is sound advice. You know what I mean? And then what, what gets me is like that kind of sentence is, yeah, if you don't like it, leave. Or if you don't like your job, your dream job, you know, start, if you don't like your job, you know, figure out your dreams and stuff like that. And people come up back with this bullshit of like, oh man, I can't just fucking quit my job. I've got bills to pay and all this type of stuff. Well, obviously like, everybody does. Yeah, it's like, no shit. What are you, the, the only person in the world? It's like, you can't, maybe you can't quit your job right now, but you can go home after work every single day and start applying for other jobs or start working on your side hustle. And eventually, like you can start something now, but it's just, you know, it's like, if, you, if you're going to complain about it and not do anything about it, it's kind of like, shut the fuck up, you know? Yep. Yep. You know, uh, I'm, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a group cause I do create stuff that is for, you know, for employees and stuff like that. And like how to find a job on LinkedIn and stuff like that. And, and so I was in a group and basically like people were like, Oh, you know, you know, they were basically complaining about the economy, you know, more so in the United States. And, um, they were saying, they were just basically like, this is garbage, you know, this is garbage, you know, there's more jobs, but they're terrible paying jobs. You know, I'm like, I don't know about you, but if I was broke, I'd rather have a job than no job. And then when you have a job, you can go get a better job. Yeah, totally. And then people, people are like, sounds like you got life figured out. I'm like, no, it just makes sense. Or if you can't afford (laughs) to live where you're living and you hate your job, go live somewhere else. Nobody's forcing you to live where you live. Ah oh, man, it's so, it's so true. It is so true. No one is forcing our hand at anything. And if they are, well, we don't, you know, if someone, and I appreciate situations where, where they're difficult, but at the end of the day, uh, we're influencing. Like no one, no one ever makes me do something. No one ever makes me feel a particular way. They can influence it. But at the end of the day, it's, it is always, always our choice. Yep. Um, and it's like, that's one of the most powerful lessons you can take on board is that it's always choice on a conscious level, on a subconscious level, on a, on a more like soul universal level, it's all choice. And it's so empowered. Like it's, it's painful to take that on board to be like, holy fuck. I, there's no one to externalize this onto. There's no one to blame and, and chuck this negativity onto. I actually have to face it and feel it. But I mean, it's just so empowering to do it. It's what's going to change your life is to take that level of responsibility. I reckon. Yeah. I think people don't take enough responsibility. It sounds awful. And I really sound bad saying it, but for the most part, in all honesty, people really don't 
they don't take things seriously enough to you know move to the next steps and stuff like that it 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 sucks but unfortunately you know you kind of you have to you have to take it you know you can't expect the world to take care of you the world especially in new york does not care about you yeah you know so you gotta take responsibility for yourself totally man and like even just the other day you know i'm 31 in a couple months and uh you know I've been, you know, living, living this enjoyable life, but I haven't been, you know, really saving and, and creating a foundation and an empire as much as I could be. And, you know, I just fucking got hit with this fear the other day and it was scary. I'm like, no one's going to secure my future for me. You know, no one is sure I could go and get a job. And then there's an element of that person giving me security or that company but I don't want to do that. And, and in this business, no one's going to create that or secure that future or create it for me. It's like, it's fucking completely up to me. Yes. You can be supported along the way, et cetera, et cetera. But especially being a business owner, it's like, no one's going to do it for me. No one, no one, just a, no, no one. And I was just a good little hit of fear and, and scariness to be like, fuck, I got to get my, uh, I got to get my ass into gear in a new kind of way. You know, I've got to become a new person and step up to a new level if I want those results. And it's scary, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. The hustle and bustle, you know, I'm, 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 I'd be curious to know how well versed you are, but like how, how much you know about like, um, the, stress causing like really bad shit to happen to us stress causing real bad shit to happen to us what do you mean like in our bodies and stuff yeah like just you know cortisol levels and stuff like that like really not healthy stuff for you for people yeah i don't know much of that to be honest with you like my expertise is human behavior um and i just i've cut that's where i've hung around so i would say you know, there would be someone out there definitely that knows fuckloads more about anxiety and burnout than I do when it comes to the, the more biological responses and stuff like that. My expertise is in human behavior and I specialize in burnout. So when it comes to the whole yeah, cortisol levels and what it does to the hormones and jazz and all that type of stuff, um, I'd be trying to make shit up on the spot. <laughs> I know it, I know it fucks it's me. Right. Most people do that me. anyway. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, my my expertise and my deep knowledge is in the human behavioral side of things. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah maybe something yeah. to uh, to look into just for like you know helping business owners and stuff like that because it's pretty goddamn serious, honestly. It is. It is. It. Um, you know, some people get so burnt out that they wind up in the hospital, just everything shuts down on them. Um, so it is fucking dangerous. That's a damn sure. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just not healthy. Also the moral of the story is it's just not healthy. Yeah, pretty much. The, the more you can avoid the better, you know, obviously, but you know, people just need to, you know, take themselves seriously, but like know your limits. I tell, do you, I mean, I know that you teach meditation, but like for people that aren't hiring you, do you preach like meditate, go get a nap and stuff like that? Or 
Yeah, man, I've got a, a guided meditation that I've created that's a lead magnet. I've got a bunch of uh, free trainings and stuff like that, but I'm all for um, for the meditation to to just slow down, to kind of not get so caught up in the thoughts and just like observe what's going on. It's It's such a powerful practice. Sure. Yeah. Is there any like best tip you could give a listener or you know hey if there's one piece of fruitful advice i could give this would be it what would that be if that if there is one yeah so in the in the context of burnout what i would say is and what i feel like is the answer to uh, you know everything in life is and it might sound simple is to actually feel and process our emotions properly uh the world pretty much doesn't know how to do it and to to not feel our emotions and avoid ha- our our feelings. That's why there's addictions, addi- any kind of addiction to drinking, to social media, to drugs, to sex, to work, to being busy. All of these addictions are distractions from having to actually face how we feel. You know, if I can be busy enough, I can just push that shit down. If I can drink every night, I can push that shit down. Um, you know, pushing and down and repressing our emotions. My belief is that, you know, we've, we've got to express it somehow that leads to fucking violence. It leads to rape and things like this. So I truly do believe that the answer is, and, and what I do is to just dump, dumb it down and put in a generalization. I teach people how to feel, you know, um, there's plenty more that the, the work that I do one-to-one, but Largely, I'm teaching people how to sit with some real uncomfortable thoughts and emotions and feelings in the body. So that the, the, the one tip that I would give would be, uh, that's the key, that's the answer. And a way in which some things to, to help to, to get into feelings is uh, they're not permanent, they're impermanent, you know, they're, they sure. will pass, they, they will leave. Um, they feel uncomfortable, but they can't hurt you and they can't take you over. So although it's understandable to fear uncomfortable feelings in our body and scary thoughts, it's understandable to fear them. There really is no need to fear them. Um, they, they, can't, yeah, they, don't, they can't hurt you. They don't want to hurt you. So there's no need to fear them. And then a couple of permission pieces. So we grow up um, being told that it's not okay to cry, you know? Don't, don't cry. Oh, oh, fuck. I didn't know crying was a bad thing. Now that it's bad, I'm going to resist it. I'm going to stop doing it. It's not okay to cry. You know, um, you know, you're, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to be angry either. So you need to suppress your anger and it's not safe for you to be really happy. Maybe someone goes, what the fuck are you so happy for? It's like, Oh shit. Oh, I hate when people say that. Why are you so, ha- am I not allowed to be happy? Is there something wrong with me being happy? Exactly. And just as you said that then, am I not allowed to be happy? Is there something wrong? And this is what we get taught as we grow up. So the three permission pieces that I teach people is okay, allowed and safe. When it's not okay to feel sad, we will push down sadness. When we're not allowed to feel angry, we'll push down anger. When it's not um, safe to feel happy, we'll push down happiness. And you can put anything into those, uh, into those safe, okay, and allowed. So 
what this does is it creates resistance to feeling, which traps negative feeling and emotion in the body, which leads to disease in the body, which leads to negative thoughts, which leads to acting out negative, aggressive behaviors, which leads to addictive, uh, distractive type behaviors, which only leads to more fucking problems and so on and so on and so on. So the permission piece is, you know, if you're feeling burnt out, it's to let yourself know it's okay to feel burnt out. I'm allowed to feel burnt out. It's safe to feel burnt out. If you're feeling fucking weak, if you're crying, if you're feeling angry, um, you know, if you're feeling depressed, whatever it is, is just a permission piece that this is okay. It's allowed and it's safe. And what those three permission pieces are going to do is, is, is it's going to remove and it's going to ease off that resistance, which is the issue in the first place. There's nothing wrong with the emotion of anger, but if you say there is, then you'll resist it. And then you'll experience that inattention, the swirling in your gut, the tightness in your chest, the lump in your throat. Like our experience is never the issue. It's the fact that we judge it as wrong. And then because it's wrong, we try to get rid of it, which leads to resistance. But what we resist persists and it only stays firmly in place. So the tip that I would give to the listeners is begin to fucking feel, face the discomfort of you know, negative in inverted commas, negative emotions and negative feelings and let yourself know it's completely normal. It's okay. You're allowed and it's, and it's safe. Um, and feeling through these emotions and releasing them. That's the key. That's the fucking answer to all of it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I look, I hear you. Do you realize when, or better yet, when people work with you, do they, do you realize that they all typically struggle in like something as far as, or is it like all similar problems and stuff like that? Or like, how does that play out? Like, what does that, what does that look like for you being somebody that's helping, you know, other people where do they realize that they're becoming more, more human? Do they realize that they're not in touch with themselves? Is there something that, you realize, hey, this is obviously a major problem because it's not just, you know, yeah, it's it's being burnt out. But it, do you realize that there's something else usually laying underneath it? Um, yes and no. More so, not like they'll they'll, they'll come because they're burnt out. Or look, sometimes as well, actually, because I do give a lot of education in my posts. You know, you're. It's like you're burning out. Yes, you're burnt out, but it's really because of this is what's going on. And it's like, ah, no shit, that makes a lot of sense. So usually they can, uh, it's unlikely that they come to that awareness or education by themselves, but that's why I'm, you know, putting my organic content out there. Um, so look, we all have the same fucking problems just with different story around it. You know, like the way that your ego and your mind thinks and operates is the exact same to mine, Harrison, and same for the 7 billion people on the planet. Sure. The content of your ego and your mind is different, but that's about it. The, the, the mechanics and the operating systems and structures are all the exact same. So yeah, we've all got the same fucking problems. We've all got the same shit going on in one way or another. The, just the content of it is what's, is what varies. Um, so yeah, they come along, it's all the same shit. And um, yeah, they usually, 
if they've gone through a bit of my content, they, they're a bit more educated and aware of what's actually going on than rather than it just being burnout. They've got a deeper understanding and appreciation for where it's coming from, I would say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I like that, man. We covered a lot of stuff and we've only done an hour. We can go for another half hour. What do you, you got anything you want to bring up? Um, yeah, man, I'd be happy to get into like, I, I suppose a bit more education and awareness around what does lead to burnout. Fire away. Cause I actually cool. do not know. Okay. So, is, and is burnout self-inflicted? Uh, in, in my opinion, everything's self-inflicted. So, Everything we do in life is a choice. Every choice that we make works for us on some level. Even the choices that create a negative experience There's a positive intention to every negative experience. Uh, everything is done that, that has a, a benefit or a secondary gain. The, the, the thing is that a lot of times it doesn't appear to be the case on the surface level. So it's like, how, what do you mean burnout works for me? Burnout's giving me something? What the fuck are you talking about? On the surface level, it doesn't appear to be the case, but when we understand the universal patterns and codes of human behavior, it begins to make a whole lot more sense. Sure. So the, in, in my opinion, the only choice that we make and the only thing that we have control over is the thoughts that we choose to put energy behind. That's it. We can influence results. We can influence environments and circumstances and situations, but we can't control them. The control that we have, the ultimate choice is the thoughts that we put energy behind. We think how we think then leads to how we feel, how we feel and think leads to how we behave, how we feel and think leads to our, our vibration uh, and our vibration, our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors lead to our results. So even our results are a choice. You know, someone who is burnt out has chosen to burn out and on some level they want to burn out. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Why would somebody want to burn out though? Yeah, great question. So um, someone might want to burn out because then by being burnt out, they've actually, they can then take a rest. Uh, and let me give you this example is that you, you were saying that people are working overworking in New York City and there's this bad, and we spoke about the badge of honor. So it's like, oh, what, you're only working 40 hours and then you're taking a break? What are you, a fucking pussy? Oh, that's, some, the, that's so true. Yeah, what are you, some sort of little bitch? So emotionally in New let's just go with the example. Emotionally in New York City, it's not safe to work. It's not emotionally safe to work 40 hours and you're going to get rejected from your tribe. You're going to be a little bitch and you're going to be a pussy. So that's not emotionally safe. And there's this are you sure you've never lived in New York? I'm sure I've never lived in New York, but this is man. This is fucking in Australia too. So it's like, it's like, okay. So it's actually more comfortable for someone to be stressed off their tits working 65 hours than it sure. is for them to work 40. Sure. So, so think about it this way. You've only worked 40 hours a week. You haven't justified having a rest. It's not justified. It's not emotionally safe for you to do so. But if someone says, if you, if you take yourself to a point of burnout where your body shuts down and the doctors told you that you can't work, then you can rest and your rest is justified and it's emotionally safer. You can rest 
without being called a pussy, without being, or, or, or without judging yourself as a pussy and a little bitch. So unconsciously, it's like the only way that I can rest is by fucking burning myself out. The only way I can take some time off without being a little pussy or a bitch is to burn myself out. Oh, so, yeah. It's, it's almost the goal. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. So unconsciously, that's why someone would want to burn themselves out to say is to is to get that rest without being a pussy and a bitch it's just like my body's shut down on me and someone's like fuck man that's fair enough all of a sudden the the friends in the tribe aren't calling them a little bitch or a little pussy they're like that's fair enough man you need to get some rest you should have some time off and it's like great now this person has created a reality for themselves where they can safely take some time off without negatively judging themselves, without fearing that their friends are going to see them as weak or incapable. Um, so that's, that's one reason why, why someone might want to burn out. I gotcha. Yeah. So this is the kind of secondary gain or benefit of everything that we do. Um, you know, someone who maybe a business owner who is highly stressed and really vividly shows it to their employees, that could be a control strategy for the entire room, for their entire staff is, you know, I'm so fucking stressed right now. A, don't fucking come near me. Uh, B, you better be hustling as hard as I am. Um, and also it can just be like, an excuse. Think about, you know, some people are fucking assholes and they're short and they're snappy and they're aggressive. Oh, sorry. I'm just so stressed at the moment. So stress cops the blame. They excuse their negative behaviors or they justify the way that they are on stress. Um, sure. You know, another example for burnout and stress, let's say someone's got really, they've got deep emotional pain and issues around intimacy and connection and vulnerability. So they just they, uh, burn themselves out so much that they don't even have the energy to go. They don't have the time to, to, to meet a partner. They're so busy and working so much all the time that they just don't have space for that in their life. And it appears on the surface level as, they, as if they don't have a partner because they're, they're burnt out, they're tired, they don't have the time, they're always working. But really that's something that they can hide behind so that they don't have to face and feel the emotional pain uh, and discomfort. And you're cutting um, out a little bit by the intimacy. way. Oh, sorry. Uh, around intimacy and vulnerability has that sure. connection there. Better. Better. So that's not necessarily always the reason or always the case, but it's just an example to, it's just some content I've used to give an example of the structure of thinking that we create so many problems in life to hide behind. Um, and, uh, you know, being a workaholic, always being busy, you can hide behind it. Oh, yeah, because being a – I mean, I, I'm definitely a workaholic. I, I also happen to really enjoy working. I, I'm, I'm definitely – you know, the nice part is because I'm my own boss, I, I, there's sincerity behind that. Yeah. But – you know, I remember when I was an employee and just remember what it was like, oh my God, like, this is awful. Like, not yeah. being an employee was awful, but it was like forcing myself 
to, you know, you have to be like, you got to grind. You got to, and I've always been a grinder. Like I said, I, I've been working for so long. You know, I, I worked before most of my friends had jobs and stuff like that. So for me, it's kind of like ingrained in my DNA, but like, even then, even like, you know, it was like, Oh, here's another 60, 70 hour week, you know, that I'm, you know, and I didn't even mind working 60, 70 hours. What really irritated me was the fact that, you know, I wasn't really getting paid for it. That was the part that weirdly enough pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. It's, it's, um, you know, I was just saying like it's ingrained in your DNA. If, if for you to kind of get the more chilled out lifestyle, it's going to, I would imagine it's going to challenge you. Oh, it's going to be so hard on that level, you know, because if, if that's like, even think about that sentence, it's ingrained in my DNA. I've always been a hustler. Like that's your, that's your identity. That identity is going to have to die if you want that more chilled out life, you know, which is going to bring up emotional discomfort. If I'm not a hustler, who the fuck am I? Oh yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying, man. This is the shit. This is the kind of stuff that is what contributes to so the burnout is like, you know, if, if, if you get a lot of importance or anyone, we'll just go with anyone. If someone gets a lot of importance and significance and they feel proud and they feel valuable and worthy and, and admired because they're, they're able to work hard and that's, that identity is really what has all of their worth and value, then like fuck, they're going to work less because it does bring up this who am I? What's my worth? What's my value? You know what? Fuck it. It's just easier to stress, struggle and grind and, and burn myself out than have to face that emotional discomfort in my body. Sure. I yeah. think the other thing too is, you know, uh, and, and, you know, going back to self-inflicted, right? I think a lot of it is, you know, on Long Island, because it is so expensive, you do need to have you need to have almost more income and you, you do genuinely need to make and make more money and, and stuff like that. Because if you're not, you know, it's not going to, not only is it not going to go well for you, but um, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's literally impossible. Like if you want to have kids and stuff like that, if you're not making a sick salary on Long Island, you're pretty much dead in the water. He, yeah. You know, sadly enough. Yeah. Totally. But even then, man, that's still an, ex- that's still an externalization of, or, or somewhat, it's like palming off a percentage of someone's choices. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I live on Long, Long Island. It's like, well, like everything's a choice, hundred um, percent. And like we said, if, well, if you don't want to be doing it that way, don't fucking live on, on Long Island or <clears throat> there is a, there would be another way other than having to push and hustle and grind. Like, that's, you know, when, and the whole fucking world does it, myself included, where we fall victim to our environment. Um, and then when we fall victim to our environment and say that it's the cause or it's the source or I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because of something outside of me, that's when we fuck ourselves, bro. That's literally when we trap ourselves and say, hey, hey, it's not me. I, I, I'm at, the, I'm at the, the whim here. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. It's my situation, which just ain't true and not going to support anyone to, to change. Sure. It's also a pretty shitty situation. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It really is. It's, it's, it's what's, what's even weirder is the fact that like, 
it's like that like we said that badge of honor like i worked harder than you and, and look i you know i'm i'll be the first one to admit i do that you know you know yeah. look at how hard i worked compared to you what did you do today you know i've yeah. already done all this you know I, it's 11 it's 10 20 a night and where am i i'm sitting at my desk having a podcast because there's no other time in the day to go get that done so yeah you know what you know what are you doing today you know and and look you got to stay out of your competition it's cutthroat as could be out there and and you know staying ahead of your competition is super important because if you're not you know it sounds bad but you're like losing that race yeah man if you're not winning you're losing yeah <laughs> yeah man it's um and it's like look if someone's working big hours and and they're loving it, power to them. Who fucking cares at the end of the day? As long as they're having a good time, like a genuinely having a good, sustainable time doing what they're doing, there's, there's, there's no right or wrong. But the badge of honor is such a massive contributor to, to burnout. Massive one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just weird. It's weird that that's what we take pride in, right? There's this 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 badge of honor of, of how hard how hard can I work? How much can I work? Can I out hustle everybody else? And if I do, the the funny part is and also the sad part is, you know, what do I actually gain if I do outwork, you know, everybody else? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the other weird thing is you don't really actually get, it's not like you're running a race where you get something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. What do you get? What do you think you get? You don't get anything. That's the sad part. Well, it's, there's, there's some, what do you hope? Obviously there's some kind of, maybe just a bit of pride at the end of the day, bragging rights or something. I really, I, I really wish I knew. Yeah. It, it, you know, unfortunately, from what I've experienced, no. It's really no. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think, there's, I think there's hope of what you get, and the hope keeps you going. But then, yeah, once you get there, it's like, oh, that, that, uh, that didn't work out the way I'd planned. Yeah, there's I mean, hope. like, it, people also think that, um, you know, money, if money brings happiness and unfortunately it's just not the truth. You yeah. know, people think, you know, if I have a ton of money in the bank, you know, I'm going to be happy. It's not the case. Unfortunately, it's actually probably further from the truth. Money doesn't make you happy because when you have money, you actually have something, which means you have to protect it. And yeah, that's a whole nother problem and a half. Do you think it, do you think it can, I, cause I think it can, can contribute to happiness. Obviously you've got, you know, some people in the world that have all the fucking money in the world and they're, they're miserable, which is even one example of that shows that money doesn't, make you happy i certainly do think it, it can contribute to happiness because it, it gives options and freedom um but uh what are your thoughts on that the it, it's a tool 
Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a tool in. It's a tool of the fact that, and I forget who said it, but it um, it like accentuates who you are. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. You know, if you're a dick. Um. It, it, it money's only going to make you more of a dick. If you're a good yeah. person, money's going to make you a better person, right? Because you can, you know, uh, I, I at least think that for me, if I had more money, I would be way more philanthropic. You know, I'm, I'm a volunteer fireman. I do this, you know, I'm always involved in all of this stuff, right? it would allow me to just help support what I want to support. And, you know, if I can't be there to support it, paying somebody to go in place of me to lend hands and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. For me, that's what it would be. But if you're just, if you're a dick, you know, it's just going to make you more, you know, more of an asshole, you know, (laughs) there's no beating around the bush for it. That's just, you know, and I've seen it, right. I've seen people that I know that just were complete assholes and then they get money and they're just, more asshole you know and i've also seen good people make good make a lot of money and they're just better people right they want to help lift each other up and stuff like that same principle yeah yeah i've heard that before man when i heard that i really liked it like yeah that money accentuates more of what you already are it doesn't make you a dick if you're already a dick you'll be more of a dick but if you're already generous you'll be more generous yeah i like when I, i heard that that, you know, to me, at least that's, you know, that's the, the truth in, you know, in every which way possible, because it's just, it really is. It doesn't change people. Everybody thinks it changes people. It doesn't change anybody. And I don't think it ever will change anybody, but, you know, it, it, it has to, you have to understand that it's just a tool, right? It's like everything else. I could teach you how to, you know, I could teach you how to make money, right? You could teach people how to do different things, right? Money will allow me to teach more people, right? Yes, it'll, it'll equate to more sales because I'm helping somebody, but more money, you know, and, and if I make enough money, I don't need money anymore. And money has helped me get to where I am and allows me to do better research and things like that to provide better value to people. But, you know, if you're using money for bad or you, you know, and if you don't use your tool wisely, right, if you use a, uh, you know, a handsaw and you try to screw a screw in with it, it just doesn't work right. Same thing, right? Yeah. You got to use it correctly. Yeah, totally. You know, you can make yeah, more with it. You could spend it. You could do good things. You could do bad things with it. But if the person that you are, you know, look at a gun, right? And, and I don't want to get too, too into politics, but if you look at a gun, right? A gun, a gun's purpose, it has a ton of purposes. It's pr- primary purpose is, you know, to kill things, right? That's, you know, even I would agree with that. But you could humanely take an animal, right? Who lived a great life as opposed to factory farming. You could practice target shooting. You can use it for self-defense, right? Depends on the kind of person. You could also go do some really bad stuff with one. If you're a bad yeah. person, it's just another tool. That's the way you got to look at it. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. I think that's a good view to take. Um, that, uh, yeah, you can. There's so many fucking, it is a tool. 
that, that gives options. And you can yeah, choose some bad options. You can choose some good options. It's, um, it's a good perspective to take on it as well because I think it, it, it can take the power away, like the unconscious power away that can be given to money at times or the unconscious beliefs of that it's evil and all that kind of jazz is to be, to have more of a realistic perspective on it of that. Yeah, it's a tool and you're always using it as a tool one way or the other, how you choose to use it is going to have a pretty decent impact over the quality of your experience. Yeah. I mean, look, even if, you know, even if you don't want to use money as a tool to, you know, be philanthropic, right? If you have a lot of money and you don't need the money, well, now you could just do things that you normally wouldn't be able to do otherwise. You could go lend a hand at the local soup kitchen or, you know, be a firefighter or whatever you want. You know, it just, it gives you that freedom to say, oh, I don't need to go to work. I can invest my time in elsewhere. And, you know, maybe it's cancer research and you're a scientist or, you know, who knows what it, it is. There's billions of people in this world, but not having to worry about money helps, but you have to also leverage money to help make more money and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. You know, sounds crazy, but you know, like we said, even the, even the wealthiest people still have problems, right? Money solves a lot of problems, but not all problems. And if you're not happy, money won't make you happy. But if you're already happy, money's going to make you really, really happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like you know, that perspective. If you're sad, if you're depressed, money's going to make you more depressed because you're going to, you know, you'll figure out how to frame it in your mind that people only want to be your friend because you have money. Yeah, yeah, that's well said there. I like that. You know, th and that's that's the one thing that I try to get through to like people that don't understand, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a pro of money by this, you know, with money by interest imagination, but like people think that that's the only thing in life. Well, I'd much rather have a little less in my bank account and live a live 50 or 60 or 70 really good years than have a ton of money in my bank account, worked my entire life away, and now I'm I'm miserable. Yeah. Man, just that sentence, work my entire life away. Oh, yeah. It's common, bro. You, what do you mean? You don't do that? Yeah. No, man, I, I, I know it's common, but I just don't like that sentence. I, when, I, when I think of that, I'm thinking like just that, just someone's always on, always working or maybe always just working around the house. Like when are they having some play and some pleasure? I know it's yeah. common. It's wildly common. You know, and, and I think that's what figuring out what you like to do helps because like, you know, do I need to go to work to make money? Of course I do. You know, it's part of being a business owner, especially a startup business owner. But like on the flip side of things, you know, I get the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want, right? To, like, you know, if I want to sleep in on a Tuesday because sleeping in makes me happy, that's what I get to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Man, like doing, yeah, doing something that you like is, is so important. When I think work in my life away, I think like, yeah, someone who's just, who's just working, whether they love it or not, they're just, they're just at the job and they're, and they're working or they're working at home or whatever it is. But yeah, doing something that you enjoy is so fucking important. It's, it's, if it is a job, for example, it's five days of your week. Um, oh yeah. It's most of your life. 
it's most of your life. So it's very important to do something you enjoy. You know, and, and, and it's funny, right? So, and, and I know that you'll appreciate this, but like when people are like, I don't, you know, I don't understand how you start a business. I go, I'll tell you exactly how you start a business, right? You fire up a website. I don't need to make it. You know, I could make it. I don't need to make it. You fire up a website and start a blog, build the traffic, add value to people's lives. And sure enough, after a year or two or three of you putting in extra time, energy, and effort at some point or another, it's going to break and you're going to start yeah. to get 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand clicks. And when you get that hundred thousand clicks, you could come up with a product and you sell that product yeah. and you have now just worked your way out of the workforce over two or three years and you live life on your own terms from here on out. Yep. Yep. Boom. You know, and people are like, it's yeah. that, it's not that easy. I go, no, 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 it is. You know, that's the one, that's my only regret. You know, that's one of my biggest regrets is not doing that before I started my company, you know, and that's not a bad regret and I'm more than comfortable living with it. But now I tell people all the time, you know, if you, if you want to start a business, this is what you should do, right? This is the next step for you. Start a yeah. YouTube channel, build that traffic, help solve somebody's problem. When you solve somebody's problem, you can make money. The bigger the problem, the more money you can make. The smaller the problem, the less money you can make. Yeah, it is. And it is, it is simple. Like the steps are simple. Of course, it can be difficult in execution and, the, and you know, making it happen and the emotions that it does bring up. But the steps are simple. They always have been. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk and, and this statement couldn't be more true, but it like you have to love the journey. If you don't love the journey, it's never going to work. Yeah. Totally. You know, I love the journey. I love waking up early. You know, I don't love waking up super early, but like, you know, I was up at six thirty AM this morning and that's earlier than I normally prefer to wake up. But I love the feeling of like going to a networking event and just meeting other people, seeing other people in the morning, seeing how miserable other people are for waking up early too. Right. Cause a lot of people are in my similar situation where they're starting a business or have a business and stuff like that. And they're not yeah. morning people and they hate it just as much as I hate it getting up at that hour. But then it's like, you know what? Boom, that's done. That's out of the way. On to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And that's just how you roll through life. Yeah. It's true. It's true, man. Like, there's no. What else are you gonna do? You, you you're gonna roll well. It's it's. Uh, but either way, you're gonna be rolling. Yeah. Enjoy it, or you know, I tell everybody, I go find something that you know, you know. Oh, I don't know what I want to do in life. Find whatever it is that makes you happy. You might not have to be. You might not have to love it. But if you like doing it, that's you know. You don't have to love doing it. You just have to like doing it. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's, it's funny. Like on the, I got a story on the, you know, we're going to be rolling either way. You may as well do your best to enjoy it. In um, the end of 2016, I was in New Zealand and did a helicopter ride uh, around the mountains. And, um, you know, at one point there was a little bit of fear going on and uh, I noticed it and I thought, I'm like, okay, why am I, why am I tensing up and, and experiencing this fear here? What's the, yeah, what's the positive intention and, and benefit of it? is that it was, to feel, it was to feel safer. Ironically, the fear was to try and feel safer, to feel prepared or, or whatever it might be. And I'm like, you know, I looked, as the, I looked at the helicopter 
and the driver and the helicopter pilot as as life. You know, I was, I'm in this vehicle, I'm in this, or I'm on this ride or journey of life. I can sit here the entire time in fear and have a shit experience, or I can realize that if this thing's gonna crash, it's gonna fucking crash. There's, there's no point in me trying to control it, and I can uh-huh. let go and enjoy the ride and have a good experience. And um, I think that's pretty. I don't know if that's an analogy or a metaphor, but it's a pretty good analogy or metaphor for life to just be like, you can hold on and try and control it all and, and live in fear and have a shit one, or you can decide to trust and let go a bit at one point and uh, you're going to start to enjoy the, the journey a whole lot more. A hundred percent. Have you accepted death? This is weird. My answer is going to be no. I think, I think, uh, you know, consciously, sure, I've accepted death. I think, um, like, truly, more deeply spiritually, no. Uh, like, the, the, it's a, such a good question, man, because the, the ego believes that it's the source of existence and it's the source of life. So, so my understanding is to truly accept uh, and surrender to death on the other side of that is enlightenment. So that's why my answer is consciously sure. I've, I've accepted death to an extent, but uh, to fully have uh, accepted to and surrendered to death. Uh, I'm definitely not there. What about you? Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, you know, um, as far as like the whole cycle and stuff like that, but also in the, in the fact that like, we're all going to die. You know, look, if it's, if we're going to die, we're going to die. You know, I'm totally cool with it. I live a pretty goddamn good life. I really have little to no regrets in my life, especially yeah. like at this point in my life, you know, I've pretty much come to terms with everything I've, I've you know, and, and now, you know, people like, aren't, you know, aren't you afraid you're going to die? No. Why would I be afraid I'm going to die? I know the risk. I'm okay with it. I'm afraid of getting really injured. Terrified of that. That would suck. (laughs) You know, but I'd rather, you know, but death, no, I'm cool with that. You know, that, that doesn't bother me, you know, any bit. I just don't want to get injured and live like really badly. That's not cool. I don't want that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that one, bro. I, uh, I, I don't want to be badly injured and just live and having a shit one. Yeah, I'm not not about that life. We're not about that. Um, but as far as like death goes, yeah, man. You know, I've been in some pretty sketchy situations in in you know life and and my fire department and and God knows whatever else I've gotten myself into. And I know I've put myself into probably some not so great situations. Nothing like terrible, but like you know self inflicted. Shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been doing that. Nothing, you know, nothing against the law for anyone that's listening or anything like that. But yeah, you know, it's just, it's part of the, it's part of life. And, you know, I, I have a friend of mine. Um, I, I, I ride a motorcycle and I have a friend of mine who's horrified. Something bad is going to happen to him when he's riding his motorcycle. Horrified. And he doesn't ride his motorcycle because of it. Yeah, that sucks. And, you know, I go up to him like, dude, why don't you, you know, why, what are you so afraid of? He's like, dude, what if I die? 
I go, yeah, I could die too. Yeah. I go, I'd much rather die doing something I love than not something I really don't love. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you're going to die, then you're dead. Yeah. That's it. You're done. Tapping out. (laughs) See ya. You know, so that's, so that's my take on it. But, you know, more so what I had like a little eye opening experience. So more so like what I accepted, like death and could die and all that kind of stuff. And somebody's going to be listening and be like, what the fuck? But yeah, you know, when you accept it for what it is and, and how it's going to impact you, it almost gives you more freedom. And that's why I asked because, you know, I'm not afraid of anything, you know, when I, you know, I look at so many things now and, and part of, part of it, I, I attribute a lot to, to boy scouts and stuff like that. But it like, I just realized it's inevitable, right? It's going to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And the moment you can accept it, you know, hey, you know, you went on stage and you did stand-up comedy in front of all these people? Yeah. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to get off the stage and I'm going to die. It's just, you know, that's how it is. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. People, yeah, people man. think it is. People think it's just terrible. I'm like, I'm not going to die doing that. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. I don't need to worry about it. You know, yeah, is, maybe is it going to affect me in, in a weird way in that in other areas, potentially. But, yeah, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah, man, that makes sense. It's, uh, that it's like that if. Uh, yeah, it's so simple. Yeah, you're not you're not going to die. It might be uncomfortable for a little bit, but you'll you'll survive. You'll you'll get on. You'll get by. Yep. You'll get through it all. People people yeah, are so I mean, afraid to be embarrassed. You know. Yeah. Embarrassed, shame, things like that. I'm like, what for? What? You're not dying. You can apologize. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I like that. You know, you mess up with a client. What's the worst that ha- that happens? They fire you. Okay, whatever. They were going to yeah. fire you anyway because you were going to mess up eventually. They just you messed up earlier than you probably would have wanted. Yeah, but you're not dead. It's like you can get a new client. You can you can you can resolve that emotional issue. Like it's not the fucking it's not the end. It's not the, it's like oh you you bombed out on five minutes of stand up comedy. That's it. Life's over. You're fucked. Yeah, you know people are like I can't believe you did that. I'm like nope. There's no gun. Nobody's coming in to shoot me. There's nothing that I need to worry about. You know, that's life. That's it. That's life. But people think I'm some kind of, you know, I don't want to, you know, people think like I have some superhero ability because I decided to try something new that nobody else normally would have tried. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I really like that perspective that, that uh, it sounds so simple, but I think there's a lot of depth to it that you're not going to die. You'll bounce back, you know? And I love how you said that it, it, accepting it gave you more, more freedom and more life. That makes total sense as well. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that's my experience with it at least, you know, people just create this image in their head of like, Oh my God, what if I go up there and, you know, that's the funniest thing with sales is so many people are so terrified of potentially failing at some point or another. Oh my God. I, Oh my God. What if I fail? What do you think? Everybody, everybody gets a hundred percent of the shots they take. No. Yeah. I like that, man. Like, 
potentially, you chuck the word potentially in there. So afraid of potentially failing. Fearful of potential. Oh, potential. It's not even guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's just what's so like ridiculous about, like, I get it. Fear, you're, you're stressed, you're anxious. I'm not saying that's stupid or anything, but uh, from one perspective, we're just so stupid. We are. We're ridiculous in what we think and why we do things and why we don't do things. It is, it's comical in many ways, you know? It's just, if we took a step back, evaluated, it's like, huh, that's pretty fucking stupid. I'm not going to think that way anymore. I'm going to do something different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. It is. It, you know, Bro, it's just crazy what people are willing to accept and not willing to accept. Totally. Man, I was just going to jump in. I've, uh, I'm going go to go to the toilet. Do, we, do I just bounce back? Do we keep it running? Do we wrap it up? What do you reckon? No, we can wrap this thing up. We just crushed like an hour and a half. That was like perfect. Sweet, man. That sounds good. So, uh, yeah, so, because uh, I didn't hit pause. Um, great, man. That was an awesome conversation. I love it. Tell people how they can find you and all that kind of stuff because what you do, I think, is super impactful, and you got to come back on the show. Yeah, definitely, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank. I've just enjoyed, you know, we haven't, it hasn't been fucking fully structured question or anything. It's just been good conversation, which is flawless. I've enjoyed it, man. People can find me at www.com. Andrew D. Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E, dot com. Um, you can hit me up an email. I've got all my social tags on there. There's a bunch of free trainings people can get access to. Um, but yeah, head to the head to the website and uh, away we go. Awesome, man. Dude, thanks for hanging out with us. Or me, I should say. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Absolute pleasure. I appreciate you having me on the call. It's been, uh, been lots of fun, bro. All right. See you later, man. See you, bro. Take care. Thank you guys so much for visiting, visiting, listening, checking out, whatever, whatever action you performed to get to where you are at this very moment. I appreciate you taking those actions and I hope that you continuously do those actions so I can entice and, and, and enhance your, your day-to-day experiences and life. That is the goal. I know it sounds really weird, but it's, it's just, I get so fired up after podcasts. I really, really do. It makes me so happy doing this. It makes me so happy to learn from brilliant people and to be able to share those experiences with you guys. You guys keep coming back, listening for more. It means the absolute world to me. So thank you guys. If you have not already, please subscribe. I hate asking, but like if I don't ask people don't do and they're like well i listened to that one episode and then i'm like well why didn't you listen anymore they're like what do you mean i don't i I didn't know you had more i'm like well you gotta subscribe so do me a favor hit the subscribe button on there that really really does help the show i I genuinely do, do appreciate it and other than that guys i hope you guys had as much fun as i do i'm looking to do this again regularly i have like 10 shows in the hopper so i might release a couple more um over a shorter period of time just to get them all out there because they are amazing and then I might take a little break from doing Zoom calls and going back into the studio stuff, but this is just, it's cool because I get to get people that live in Bali, right? And Australia and all of these other cool places. It's not just, you know, local Long Islanders. So thank you guys for that. I hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as I did. And until then, love you guys. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.